This is Growth Decoded to Go, a podcast from a show that helps you grow your business by figuring out the customer experience, one piece at a time. We do this to share our findings with you, wherever you are. Because this podcast is only the audio portion of the show, there might be some references to visuals. But don't fret, because we've included links to the video version of the show in the podcast description. All right, let's get into it. Ahoy there, Internet, and welcome back to Growth Decoded, an internet show that aims to help you understand how to create better customer experiences and grow your business. I'm your host, Ernie Santarelli, joined, as always, by my stoic, silent, and leafy co-host, Plantasia, the Growth Decoded plant. Speaking of plants, plant a stake in the ground. Take a stand for something. Let your customers know who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. According to Ramon Ray, if you do this, and you do good work, and you do both of those things consistently, well, that's the recipe for success. When you're just starting out, it can be hard to find the right customers. And it can be hard for the right customers to find you. So what should you do? Well, you want to start with golden rule number one. Know thy customer. What do you do? What is your business? What is your offering, your product, or your service? Now, normally, we'd say next, who is it for? What problems does it solve? Who has these problems? And where are those people at? And then, how can you get into those places? Now, you're going to definitely need to answer those questions, but here's another question. Who are you? What do you stand for? Why do you do what you do? What's your thing? You know, the thing that makes you, you. The thing that makes you distinct, different, unique. In a previous episode where we sat down with Mark Schaefer, Mark recommended answering the prompt, only we, or only I. How do you answer that question? Now, if you can answer that, then you've gone a long way towards identifying your target audience, your tribe, the community of people who your business was made to serve. Now, this also helps you follow customer experience golden rule number two, manage thy customer's expectations. Now, by knowing your differentiator, your only we, you set the expectations for what it means to do business with you. Now, manage those expectations, meet them, exceed them. Plant that flag in the ground and fly it high. Let your community find the flag and rally around you. But what if your flag is small? What if you're having trouble getting people to rally around it? And community seems to be a buzzword of sorts these days, right? It's talked about like something that you can just turn on and build out, like an email automation. But what does it mean? How do you build it? It's not just a Facebook group or something like that, but how do you actually bring people together in a way that means something? Let's hear what Ramon has to say. Now I am joined by Ramon Ray, who is an entrepreneur, founder, author, keynote speaker, um, amongst many other things. Ramon, welcome to Growth Decoded. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Good to be here on this lovely, lovely day as we record this and hope I can serve the audience and the community and help them grow their businesses. So thank you for having me. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it is a, a lovely, lovely day. Although I don't know if San Diego has days that are not lovely, <laughs> lovely. Um, so to, to kick things off, I want to ask um, if you could just give a little bit of context about uh, the Smart Hustle sure, and, and kind of talk about, you know, what it is that you're working on there. Yeah, I mean, everybody hustles and hustles, you know, this this hustles, hustle uh, as hard as you can, work hard, 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 hard. Right. I think that's great. 
but I like to add a little bit of ketchup to that, and that's the smart and smart hustle, mm. where we try to tell small businesses that you can still be small and still grow, still be successful, still have high profitability, and live the life you want. Because the reason we're in business, I think, is really to provide for our families, provide for our communities, buy cool jackets like that, hey. uh, you know, and live the life we want. So business should not be a uh, uh, business should be an asset to us, and we should not be, you know, a slave to the business. Sure. So, Smart Us is all about that. Right. Work, work to live, not live to work, kind yes, of deal. Correct. Well, I think our audience is uh, a lot of folks yes. that uh, you're speaking to directly in that. Absolutely. So um, you would probably be a great resource for a lot of people you. listening. So. Um, if if we think about like the the different aspects kind of that you break that down do you do you break it down into like different areas is there like tips um things like that sure. that you're kind of like uh focusing on like fundamentals for for small business yeah. owners since you asked yes um one thing i've been focusing on is something called grow your solo about growing your solo business now this doesn't mean again you may have some customers that are a bit bigger okay. uh, and they can learn from this too but i think a few of the things we talk about are for example one is a mindset jim mm. collins book flywheel talks about that understanding what's your flywheel what are the simple things that work that make your business those who don't know a flywheel is that thing that you know once you push it it starts to Right. And just like a, like a uh, what do you call the thing? People scream, put their arms up, and it goes like this. Like a roller coaster? Roller coaster. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're very good for Jeopardy. <laughs> some charades right there. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So like a roller coaster. So flywheel is important. Uh, Mike McCallowitz's book comes to mind, Profit First. So as part of the Grow Your Solo concept is those kind of things. Then dealing with time management. Then dealing with your marketing, of course. CRM, marketing automation. Hello. Yes. Right? All about follow-up, follow-up. So those are a few things in our 12 points that really excites us about you can grow a solo business and to clarify that it's not just solo people may think it means literally alone but more so you're not necessarily a 1000 person company sure so that's kind of what we talk about okay is there like a situation or like a i don't i hesitate to use the word mistake but sort okay. of a thing that that folks are doing or not doing that you see like more often than not that is a quick kind of fix that could really turn things around for them. Sure, I mean I can mention probably a lot of things. Two things I'll do. One is on the marketing side, kind yeah. of leading towards what you all do, but one is maybe non-marketing, and I think one is the aspect of follow-up. Mm. I think that's one thing people just don't do enough. Follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. If right. I've marketed to uh, you and you're really interested in my red sweater or whatever color it may be, if you're interested, it's up to me to remind you to nurture you some way or shape or fashion that, hey, do you want this? This is a good, hey, do you want to feel it? Hey, look at this. And eventually you'll buy from me. I know that came out kind of weird, but it's, we're doing a, a live shoot right now, so it's okay, don't worry about it. Um, sorry, everybody. So um, so that's one, is to, is to nurture you to buy from me. Right. So that's one, follow up, follow up, follow up. I think another thing to be, do, to be uh, focused on is very clear on who is your market. Oftentimes, yes. especially for smaller businesses, oh, who do you serve? Oh, everybody who likes pizza. Well, that may be a bit broad. So right. is that helpful? Those are, I think, focused on who your customer is. Follow-up follow up is very important, and there's several other things I think that can go into that, but those are some quick things I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we have identified kind of, or two trends, I should say, okay. have emerged as we've gone through the, the 20-something episodes of the show that we've done, and it's uh, know your customer and manage your customer's expectations. Look at that. Those are like the two golden rules of the customer experience, we'll say. And I think the two things that you just said, you know, the follow-up, are people expecting to hear from you? What, what are they expecting to hear from you? to the red sweater example, don't send them a thing about 
pants right. or blue socks, right. right? What are they expecting to right. hear from you? Where are they expecting? And then also, who is your customer? Mm -hmm. uh, so d are there any tips that you have or things that you've seen um, working with small businesses in terms of like getting to that target audience and really narrowing it down, really knowing who the customer is? Sure. And I think that, again, we want to focus on it all day. I don't have to go back to this red sweater, which I hope one day we don't keep talking about for the last, next thousand years. But <laughs> going back to our red sweater example is yeah. after I buy the wet red sweater and you get to know me, then you do have the right just to get the full context to talk about pants, socks, if you get the silly analogy that we're trying to bring out. Right. But at some point, you know, give me what I want. But I think a few things come to mind, I think, when you're trying to segment you sure. know, the customer base, I think is that uh, one is make the benefit of that I will add is that once you segment the customer properly, you can speak their language. Right. You know, when you're talking to everybody, you're talking to everybody. But if I'm talking just to red sweater guys, oh, when you wake up in the morning, what do we want, guys? Red sweaters after your cup of coffee. What do you like? Red sweaters. When you go to sleep at night and you're with your kids, what are you thinking of? red sweaters Absolutely. so this was really silly but you get my point you can talk the language of your people that's one right. number two red sweater people talk to who red sweater people yes so you begin to talk in that community word begins to spread so those are some benefits and i think the how to do it i think oftentimes seth godin says this very well and i'm sure other marketers when you raise your metaphorical flag of marketing, okay. whatever that may be, your brand, your flag, and say, here's the stake in the ground, we stand for this, mm -hmm. this is what we do, you will attract those people to you. I don't know if Starbucks is the right example, but they come to mind for whatever reason. When they started out especially, you know, we serve great coffee, but in a great experience. I'm making up what it was. Mm -hmm. So if, if you just want coffee and you don't care about the experience, probably don't need us. If you want to just come and read a book, guess go to the library. But you know, you feel what I'm tracking, right? If yeah. you want coffee in and a great experience, yeah. you want Starbucks. So right. that's the kind of thing we're trying to say. And I think that goes for anybody, whether you're making, I don't know, toys, whether you're making whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know, as you raise your flag and say, here's what we do. And I'll add one more thing, even myself as a speaker, I become very clear. If you're looking for high energy speaking, mm -hmm. that's probably going to be a bit fast and will ignite your audience, I'm your guy. Right. If you want three hours in marketing automation or how to use Twitter or TikTok, I'm not your guy. Right. I, I just don't go deep. I don't go long. I'm not a workshop guy. But you want fast, to the point, high energy. Yeah. So is that helpful? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think the, like the put the flag, the stake in the ground point is, is super important. But I do think one challenge for that, especially for small businesses, is like, they feel like their flag is super tiny, right? Mm. And like, how do I get people to see my flag? It's a good point. How do I amplify that? How do I attract people if like they don't even, if they can't find me? Yeah. Um, do you have any insights, advice, anything like that? Sure. Yeah, I think it, one, have some patience. Okay. To take, take some time. But I think that again, I wish I had to see the whole red sweaters now suck into my brain. So this whole show, everybody, it's all gonna be red sweater. I feel like by the end of this, so. I'm gonna feel like red sweater isn't even a real phrase. Yeah. Just like you're so just satiated, like, but I'm into it. You're probably gonna take off that jacket and go right now and buy red sweaters. You're probably, it's like, I have locked your mind. I've bought three since we've been sitting here. My man, they're, see? they're coming to the hotel. I later. love it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what was the question you asked? Though? It was a, whatever you asked, it was a powerful question. It was amazing. Thank I you. I just forgot what it was. No, it, it's, it bears repeating. Um, businesses that are you know smaller businesses yes. want to put the stake in the ground uh, yes, and fly yes, their flag, yes. but they're scared. They can't get a lot of eyes or attention on it. Yes. How, do, how do they overcome Great that? Great point. I think one, the, 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 the fear is reasonable. Yeah. I empathize with that and get it. And I think that is a reasonable fear. Here's a few things to say. I think one, talking about the world of attention, right? Yes. Part of the thing is just, hey, 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 do, do you know who I am mm. and that I have a solution for you? So whatever the example, let's use a different example. I'm a baker and I sell vegan tacos. Again, pardon me, I just make stuff up. Vegan I'm tacos. Intrigued. There we go, vegan tacos. <laughs> a, 
where are the people at who would be your perfect one, two, or three segmented people? Where are they? Right. What do they read? What do they listen to? If it's local, where are they hanging out? Are they hanging in uptown or downtown, east or west, the park after school? I don't know. It's up to you, dear small business owner, to find out. At the barber shop, at the hair salon for ladies. Who knows? Right. So where are they, digitally or offline? Mm. One. Two, what can you do then to get their attention? And you may need to, it doesn't have to be silly, but especially in this day and age where virality is something, yeah. maybe you're having a special deal, maybe you're having a special sale, maybe you're talking to influencers, which you've already identified. Let's say it's yourself. Oh, this guy has a few followers. He loves vegan tacos. Let me work with him. So right. I'll pause there. Is that helpful a little bit what I'm trying to get to? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I think that like one part of that too, um, that seems to be becoming much more and more important uh, is like the community aspect and like building a community around that, yes. right? So you've identified where they are, then you get their attention. And then it's like one, you're, you're kind of identifying the communities that they're in, but how do you build a community or build a, a movement, a buzz around what you're doing? That's right. That's right. And one thing I talk about in my book, Celebrity CEO, did I say it was my book, Celebrity CEO? I'm not trying to give a promotion to it or anything. No, um, I know that you've written a few books, but- uh, Celebrity CEO. Means, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just trolling you there. Um, let me get back to serious. Okay, so, but my book that I wrote was talking about building a community of fans. Yes. And nurturing the community of fans to buying from you. Yes. So that, to your point, that's the name of the game. And I think we're taping this right now, right, at uh, Social Media Marketing World. Mm -hmm. Why are we here in person? People want a community. Right. And I think you'll find whether it's Patagonia, Nike, right? Yeah, they sell shoes and things. But community-ish, right? Skateboarding. So I think you're right. And I think that to the small business owner, going back to that, that audience we're talking about, I think how can you build community? And I won't even make a judgment. We can go into depth if you want. But what that community is. Facebook, LinkedIn, in person, book reading every night in your retail store, however you want to define it. Bring people together. Let people rally around the flag. Yeah. They start talking. Now you can gently and artfully sell them something. Mm. So that's, that's I think, if, if we're threading that needle, yes, mm -hmm. go, go niche, which we've talked about so many times, maybe where they're tired of it, as you're segmenting your audience, now you're afraid your flag too small, build the community, keep serving, keep talking about it, keep talking about it, now word will spread. And don't be afraid of advertising. You can spend money on ads, right. so you can do this organic or advertising, sure. either way works. So you, t you talked a little bit about uh, being patient earlier. Yeah. Um, and you know, also planting the, the flag in the ground. Mm -hmm. So I think like consistency is obviously a huge yes. part of this. And I think a lot of folks kind of get not scared, but a little bit put off by how long it takes. Yeah. Um, so do you have any advice in terms of like, how do you continue to remain consistent and yeah. keep showing up and keep putting in the work, even though the results aren't exactly like what you're yeah. hoping for? It's tough because I'm, I'm sure I'm talking. Can you hear that? I can hear some small businesses and others resisting what we're saying right now. That's okay. But um, I think the time it takes, if you're doing it right, mm -hmm. and that's the, well, let's, let me throw a question back to you because that's the dilemma. The fear is I'm doing it wrong. Right. So how do I know if I'm like, I'm, I should be going that way, but I'm going this way. If you go this, you'll never reach that way. You feel what I'm... Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. that's one fear and I acknowledge it. Talking to the person listening, I don't know how to answer that. So make sure you're doing it right. Mentorship, read materials, go to blog, listen to podcasts, all those kind of things. Make sure you're at least in the right zip code. And part of that could be, right, MVP, minimal viable product. Mm -hmm. Do you have customers who are at least buying from you to give you some comfort that you're doing it right? Assuming now you know you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. It's not a question of direction because then you're, you're screwed. But if you're heading in the right direction, part of that patience then, just keep iterating, 
Right. Keep testing. Keep trying. Hey, Aaron, listen, you just bought my vegan tacos from me. Did you like them? Why did you come in? How did you buy them? What do you think? And listen to that feedback and keep doing, oh, I heard about it. There's a big food fest of, of uh, teenagers who are all vegan taco freaks. Oh, where are they at? So that's part of that patience. And now I must say, because I've been there to those who are can't feed your kids. You can't buy diapers for your babies. Those you're in massive amounts of debt, whatever. You got to just do some things to get that cash in. So I feel you and I want to I want to be empathetic. Sure. You know, if you need money, pay rent. But overall, if you have some cash, business is going well, be patient. Keep doing what you're doing. And, I, and maybe you do have to create a bit of moments of excitement, right? You know, I wake up at 425 a.m. I do a show on Clubhouse. That's, that's not that there's not, not at 425. It starts at 5 with other people. But meaning the point I'm trying to get at is sometimes you have to experiment with doing things different. Right. There's press. There's media. Maybe you should write a book. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But is that helpful or confusing? No, I think, I think that's very helpful. Um, I think... It, it's the the how do I know that I'm going in the right direction or you know the, the fear of like if I do something it's almost like the the decision paralysis or the the paralysis of action because you're just afraid yes that what you're doing might not work but the only way you're ever gonna know if it works is if you do it right That's exactly right that's exactly right all right first things first Ramon mentioned that one of the biggest mistakes that he sees from small businesses looking to grow and improve their operations is follow-up Letting a contact, a lead, or worse, a customer fall through the cracks is a huge miss, and it's a pretty poor customer experience. But it's hard to remember who you've responded to and who you haven't. There's a million other things going on, right? There's business stuff, there's personal stuff, there's the news, the laundry, the bills, the grocery list, the dinner reservation tomorrow at 6.30, or was it 7? Look, I know, there's a lot to keep tabs on. So here's the thing. You can delegate and automate some of this stuff namely the follow-up piece. Now, if you're interested in how you can automate your follow-up for when a new contact signs up for your email list or when a lead responds to one of your emails or when someone submits a form for your gated content or ebook or guide, we've got pre-built automation frameworks for you. Links to these automation frameworks or recipes as we call them at ActiveCampaign are available in the handouts and resources. Now, as Ramon said, it's all about bringing people together around the flag. If someone gets to your flag and nobody is there to talk to them, to welcome them, to make them feel recognized or comfortable, or even to let them know that they're in the the right place, they're gonna find another flag to gather around that does do those things. So how can you do that? With events, with giveaways, with personal communications, with none of these, with all of these? Look, it could be as simple as calling someone by name or as grandiose as starting a conference and inviting everyone in your universe to attend. The truth is, it depends on your business, your audience, who you are, what you stand for, and what all of those different answers position you to do better or differently than everyone else. Ramon provides some more insight here. And we talked earlier before we recorded about customer experience. Yes. So I will just, I'll jump into that and just touch on that. One part of that is important to that. Once you get the customer, yes, you can spend all day long trying to get a new one. Stop. I'm not saying don't get a new one, but hold up. Right. Somebody bought from you. Like, you know, then you watch a Shark Tank. Many people do. Some people hate it. Some people love it. I love Shark Tank, right? Kevin O'Leary, whoever. Hey, I'll give you an offer. And what does the person do? Um, stop. 
He just gave you an offer. Sell that sucker. Yeah. Close. Right. So if that's how, what I'm, my point is, as customers buy from you, that's where tools like you all have, right? Segmentum, nurture, market, upsell, all these kind of things to get better and better at even the customer you have. Then you can use the fancy word I think is cohort or, or lookalike audiences and all those things. Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me find others like them, and now you can expand the base. Then you can upsell. Then you can cross-sell. So that's, that's treat that person who bought from you like royalty. Yeah. You just got money in pocket. Take a moment and savor that and get more of it. Right, like reinvest in your yes. customers. Correct. And then, I mean, everything that you've kind of talked about follows from that, right? The more that you reinvest in them, the more that you learn about them, then, you know, that's like the rabbit hole of where are other people that's at? It. What are they looking for? Sure. What other problems can I solve for them? Correct. Awesome. And, it's, and I must say, one thing if I can add, yeah. it's, it's not easy. It takes time. So, I mean, going back to time, so we're not, you know, as you get teams and more people can do this for you, but to the very small business owner, the tools are out there. The right. tools are out there. It's, you just have to use them right. Please. Yeah, it's it's like the, you're not looking at the, the, the customer journey, I guess, as if when you sell and you right. have a customer, that the relationship is only just beginning then, right? It's not like the end of the line. Correct. It's the opposite. That's right. Awesome. Um, so I, I have some questions about just like community and building in sure. general, especially in like this period of time that we're in, these strange two years. So like how has, has the importance of building a community changed in the last two years? that you've noticed? Are there any trends? Is there anything that you kind of have, have said, oh, that's, that's very interesting, like about community? I think community will always be community and community will be there. Right. I think events around us change to make it more important, mm. if that makes sense. A, a, a baby's always gonna have the need of hunger, but if the baby has not been fed, that hunger will become more acute. Ah, okay. You know, so, yeah, so yeah, if yeah. that makes, I'm getting a little philosophical, I sound like I'm smart now. But <laughs> the point being, you know, is that community is always gonna be important. It depends on how much you leverage it, and that's one tool of many. So I think that, you know, in the last two years, has community become more important? It could be. People are sitting at proverbially home more. Right. People, some people have gone through stress more. Some people just want a hug, want a fist bump, want, want to be in person like we're doing. So I think, yeah, I, I could say that it's become more important, but I think not to the aspect of when this time is over, five years from now, should that mean we ignore it? No, leverage community as a tool, as an asset. Right. And it doesn't have to be laborious, doesn't have to be even you physically hugging people. But people, I think community means, I want to be recognized. Mm. I want to be known that I'm thought of. I want to feel important. I think that's one aspect of really what community means, just attaboy. Yeah, I like that a lot, the, the, the recognition. I think that, that that's spot on, right? That's why you want to be in a community yeah. anyway. You want to have that interaction and be seen and be recognized. Yeah. And, and let me take it further even, you know, community could be people getting together. I think that's part of community. Right. But, and maybe I'm taking this in a different direction, but it just come to mind. You go to a hotel. Don't we like it, A, the private line, you know, the red light, uh, diamond, I just checked into the, you know, a hotel, diamond members, silver members, whatever, that's one. Sure. And or, hi, Mr. Ray, thanks for being here. I didn't say anything to them. They just, due to whatever way, they recognize it was me. Uh, or, hey, you're in our, on the 31st floor is, you know, free stale chips. <laughs> just, just for you and our members. <laughs> and even though they're stale, it still feels good. <laughs> exactly, you know. So you get my point, but the point yeah. is that's all, 
community-ish sure. realms of it were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing that we I, I've noticed specifically is like this renaissance that digital events are having mm-hmm. in the last two years. And I think that like as in-person events kind of come back, yes. what aspects of like the digital event renaissance are going to persist, whether yes. that's like having a hybrid experience at, at events like mm-hmm. this um, or just kind of incorporating those more into the into the community um with with small businesses though i mean obviously like we're at a a giant conference Mm -hmm. right now um and so events are very appealing are there ways for small businesses to you know use events to their advantage um or or build that into like a a channel do you have any yeah for sure i mean i think online events are offline events so i've produced events in person and online since 2006 spent a lot of money doing it done a lot of events i've been in front of the camera or behind the camera producing it and on stage and i think a few things in-person events are amazing and wonderful of course it costs some people in my speaker world argue it costs the same no it doesn't you don't have to have food you don't have to have the venue and you can do it real cheap let's just face it right so you know but um but but in-person events are good if you have the budget, you have the you have the budget, and you can reverse engineer the cost. In-person events are fantastic. Right. Of course, as we're all more aware now, because we've all been online more the past two plus years or so, something like that, is that online events you don't have to travel. You can stay home, but it's hard to catch the attention. Right. We're flying here. We're all going to get out of our hotel and attend the event online. Okay, I'll watch the recording. So I think there's pros and cons to both. But I do encourage a small business owner that's doing nothing, do something simple like going online once a week just commit to 15 minutes talking yeah. maybe live on ig live on facebook or whatever the platform is sure that could be community building just start there with something disciplining yourself to go out then you train people what you're doing so events i'm all for them uh, hey it could be in person it could be online either way could work i love that example of just like going live once a week or mm-hmm. talking because that's like an event but it's also using social media mm-hmm. and it's also building a community and it's it's just like all of these things wrapped up into one i feel like as time goes on just more and more of these instances of like i, I don't know it's like the center of the venn diagram of yes. all these different channels yes. are kind of uh melding into one yes. thing um but if we're thinking about so like if you have a community and you're building a community mm-hmm. how do you energize them yeah what are what are some best practices for like really getting them excited or getting them you know sure a couple things you can do jesse itzler um who's maybe for some he's known just jesse itzler some he's known as the husband of sarah blakely of spanks take it how you wish to recognize him but he's just one of many people doing this but um i'm in his uh he has a group a community group it's a private app downloaded it you know white label app Mm -hmm. um and uh, one he's engaging Right. So you can be engaging by bringing your, you're the leader, you're the business owner. Hey, everybody, it's Monday morning. Welcome to Tim's Woodcutting Community. Great. I'm tired of the Richard. Tim's Woodcutting Community. Welcome. Cut down. Okay. Hey, guys, welcome. <laughs> that was totally corny. But my point is, energize the community. That's yeah. one. You have to be energetic. I think number two, send them stuff. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is what you guys, right? We have swag here. It means it's, a, it's an attachment, right? I'm not going to yeah. start crying, but it's something here. So I think send them. And that, going back to him, what I meant was I got a box from him in the mail. And other big events I've attended, it's virtual, but by the fact I got some, the touch. Right. right? I, it's, I, it's, it's a connection in some way. So that's number two. I think number three, gamification. As mm. people in your community, hey, you 400 people or you 20 people? Kudos to Becky, second day waking up, her, her third day in his case, hydrating herself or congratulations, how many of you are eating more vegetables your third day? So I'll, I'll pause there, but I think being engaging yourself, sending something, especially for online events, in the mail, and I think three, calling out people. Uh, as I said, I'm on Clubhouse on a regular basis. It sounds corny a bit, but there's a thousand people in a room just calling out the names of four people make everybody else feel closer to you, mm. you know? 
Yeah, that's like that game show experience almost, right? Like the price is right. Like, yes. is my name going to be called? And then you're just excited and you're yes. you're into it though. It, yes. It's like an activation. That's a wow. That's a that's a great tip. Um, do you is it necessary to have a in a community? Is it necessary to have a, a way for them to communicate as well mm. with you? I think so. I think it's good. Now that problem there comes with scalability because at the end of the day, you got to make money. Right. You're trying to grow your business. So how do you deal with the community with 40 people or 4,000 people? Right. You know, you. So I think yes. But I think there could be, um, what is it called, a user-generated content? Yeah, where the users are helping each other. That's one. Yes. Maybe you have your staff all empowered to be in there because, again, if you're the business owner doing all that yourself, now you're not scaling and growing. So we want to be careful with that. But yes, I think in some way, if you're making a community, you have to if I'm asking uh, Ernie to come to, to heat me or whatever it is, I'm obligated to serve you back in some way, right? So, you right. Know, so, so the answer is yes. Figure out how to do that, though. Again, your staff can help you do it, mm -hmm. community to community, or set the expectation. You're in the community to do X, Y, Z. We'll only be live and engaged, going back to my example, every Monday for 15 minutes. Right. You know, so, so that's what I would say to that. I, I like the idea, like the, the gamification, you know, one thing that we, um, that's become clear about the, the customer experience in general mm -hmm. is that when people have a good experience, they tend to tell other people about it, right? And so the community aspect seems like it's just this engine for mm -hmm. more and more experiences and then more kind of those, your, your users or your customers becoming your, your sure. marketing team. Are there ways to, you know, use that to your advantage? Are there ways to sort of activate them and to, to get them to share, share the good news? Yeah, I mean, if you look at, again, these, I, I don't like so much using billion dollar examples, right. but these are the ones we all know. Right. Charity Water, I don't know how it started. I mean, I know how it started, but I don't know how it happened, but don't we all, as it were, talk about Charity Water? It, it, the virality has hit. So I think that the ways to do that for the very small business who may not have a big budget or whatever, just doing great work. Yeah. Just making amazing donuts, keeping your promise that every day at 3 p.m. there'll be free 100 donuts, fresh and hot for the first 10, 100 kids that come in. Whatever the thing you're going to do, just keep on that. Mm. So make it exciting. Make the promise. And I think keep doing it. And if you're doing well, the word will spread. Yeah. The word will spread. You know, especially now if you're also just trying to be, as my friend Peter Shankman says, founder of Haro, help a reporter out. He says, just do a little bit better than the competition because most people are just bozos. Most people are not doing anything. Think of the event here. Why isn't other vendors having a little studio here recording it? Hello. Y'all are. <laughs> right. Just do something a little bit better or different, even if you're not better. We were asked by one of the producers of this show. How do you go the balance between selling a product and between having an experience or building community or something like that? The example that comes to mind is Black Rifle Coffee Company, right? Coffee, coffee's a dime a dozen. I happen to use um, a Cafe Bustello once a day. There's curing machines, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. There's all kind of coffee. And I'm sure people listening to this have their favorite coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. They make coffee. They have to sell their product. Hence the question you're asked. They gotta, they gotta make money, like right. any brand. Sure. But they've put a stake in the ground AKA we've talked about before, flag of the ground. If you're into rifles and military and you like to go hunting and you know, you're like the Ford F-150 guy, you know, whatever it is, patriotic. Sure. Our coffee's for you. So my question is, my point is to the small business owner selling whatever, selling jeans, mattresses, coffee, vegetables, whatever, sell your product, mm -hmm. sell your product. Get, you know, do your retargeting and all that. But if you also add a little bit or a lot of what it means to you, 
hey, listen, my name is Jenny. We have a crochet company. We're a hundred million dollar company. We grocery every day and we get 2% to kids who are orphaned because we want them to go to sleep at night with a blanket. So I'll stop there to give you time. But is that helpful what I'm trying to say? Yeah, That's absolutely. The it's but the story, the story, the story, the story is That's what it is. Exactly yes. what I was okay, going to say is, is no, it's, it's, it's letting, you know, like you, you had talked about Starbucks mm -hmm. earlier and it was like, we are a coffee shop yes. for people, but we're also an experience, right? And it's like, do you just want coffee? Yes. We're not for you. Yes. Do you just want to come in and read a book? We're not for you. Yes. But if you are buying into the story, yes. So you're selling the product and engaging at yes. the same time through the yes. story. Yes, that's exactly right. Ramon mentioned a few things. And one of the most important is that community means recognition. And that could be done with something like a giveaway. Sending someone in your community something and recognizing that they're a member. Or you could have a giveaway contest. You could send a personalized note. You could gamify a process to get people engaged. And guess what? We've got automation frameworks for all of those uses as well. Links to these automation recipes are also included in the resources here. And that's our show. Thank you to Ramon Ray for sitting down with us at Social Media Marketing World and sharing some insights and knowledge on how you can find the right audience, but also how you can help the right audience find you. If you're enjoying the show, tell someone about it. It would mean a lot to me, and I know it would mean a lot to Plantasia. Until next time, go forth and automate. Thanks for listening to Growth Decoded To Go. For the latest updates on Growth Decoded and links to the live show, you can sign up to be a part of the Grow team at activecampaign.com slash events slash growth hyphen decoded.